In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, Paul sets forth the theme of the book of Romans when he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Well, Paul, why are you not ashamed of the gospel of Christ? He says, For it is the power of God unto salvation. What's God's power to salvation? The gospel. What does the word gospel mean? The gospel is the good news about Jesus Christ. The good news that Jesus Christ died for the sins of mankind, that through him we can be forgiven. He says, For it is the power of God of salvation to everyone that believes. You see, that's the key. The Bible, the, the gospel, is God's power to salvation, but in order to receive the salvation, we have to believe. It says, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so both Jew and Gentile, Jew and Greek, would be saved by faith. It says, for, it is, for in it, in what? In the gospel, the gospel of Christ. For in it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. That is, God's plan to make men right is found in the gospel message. It was known in the Old Testament that God was a righteous God, and people knew that. People knew that we're to live righteously, that there's something expected of us, but the plan to make us made, to be made right is only revealed in the gospel message. For in it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as is written, the just shall live by faith. Now when Paul says the just shall live by faith, don't jump to the conclusion as some... In fact, many do in our religious world and say, well, that's just faith only. All you've got to do is believe. No, Paul began the book of Romans in chapter 1 and verse 6 uh, where he talks about the obedience of the faith. And so we have to have obedient, an obedient working kind of faith. The book of Romans ends on the same note talking about the obedience of faith. So we have to have the kind of faith that moves to obedience. Paul continues on, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. That's why we need to be concerned about uh, the problem of sin because God's wrath will someday be poured out against us in the day of judgment. That's the catch of being creatures of choice. We have the power to choose. We can choose to spit in the face of God. God allows us to do that. We can shake our fists and say, I don't believe in you, God. And we can do that. But the catch is, someday we must answer in the day of judgment. And there will be no getting around the consequence of those bad choices. Because that which may be made known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. Throughout the ages, God manifests himself, just as we talked about in, at the end of our study in Daniel chapter 3. By this powerful miracle, God was manifesting himself to the Babylonians in various uh, occasions and, and situations. Not only that, Paul says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and deity, so that they are without excuse. That's almost like a contradiction. Invisible, but yet seen. How is it that they're invisible, yet seen? God's invisible, but yet we see him. That is because the things that are made is a testimony that an invisible God that we don't see is the one that made it because that's the only explanation that makes sense. The only thing that makes sense, that an intelligent creator made the world. When people say by blind chance and dumb luck through the powers of uh, so-called theory of evolution, that's how we all came to be, that's all make-believe. It's fairy tale. It doesn't happen. If it happens, why, why, isn't it, why isn't it demonstrated over and over again? It's not. And so we look at the world that we live in, and we live in an extremely complex world that gives evidence of the Creator. And all the cells of your body and my body testifies to the 
packed in information called DNA into the cells that is the blueprint and the pattern of how we are, are made and how to make other cells because God put all that information in there. It says, because when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. God is. That, that is obvious. Obvious because we live in the world. We exist. It's the only thing that really makes sense, that God is our creator, and we're accountable. Your conscience bears testimony to that, that we are accountable creatures. That is, you feel guilt when you do wrong. You feel good when you do good. That's conscience, because we are morally accountable creatures. So the invitation is to those who have a guilty conscience that have transgressed against the, this God that created the heavens and the earth, through, through Christ Jesus, there's a way to make your life right, a way for me to make my life right, and that's through the gospel message. If we believe in the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ with all our heart, we believe and are convinced that, that that is the truth and we're willing to step out on his command to repent, his command to confess, and his command to be baptized when we manifest and complete and perfect our faith in obedience. When we come up out of that watery grave, when we obey from the heart, we will be adopted in God's family, rise to walk in this life. And if we do err, we can come back through the second law of pardon, and that is through repentance and prayer to come back and make our life right once again. We're going to sing this song to your encouragement. I gave my life, I gave my life for thee. Jesus died for you. He died for me. And if you want to give your life to him, we'll be glad to assist you in obeying the gospel. Let us know if we can help you in any way. While together, while together as we stand, as we sing.